0: you know, people talk about luck, you know, haters, I really don't give a damn because I'm like, okay, I still had to work hard in order to get it right. So like you working your ass off, someday someone might be like, look, this is the opportunity I want to give you, right? Uh, So that's what I say about that. But
1: industry conversation with the game changers behind some of the coolest companies from around the globe.
0: The one request we tell our guests
1: stories or didn't happen. A big welcome to our marketing fan. Prepare to turn the f- up. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at Maga.io.
0: What's up, Mike? Welcome to the podcast. Hey Daniel. How you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me. I've been following you forever and have so many of your tweets saved. So it's, it's kind of quite an honor for me.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, I, I remember you from... The I was like, saw you like one of my tweets and I'm like, oh, is that the guy from The Bachelorette? And I was like, oh, it is that guy. Um, You probably get that a lot, but that's so so funny. I want to just go through your back, like give me a brief, like who you are, like also about I saw you wrote a book, which is awesome. Like explain a little bit about that and then we can go into some cool topics. No, definitely so,
0: man. Who am I? I'm a... (laughs) I'm just a dude in America, right? <laughs> dude that lives in America. But, uh, you know, I, I was on The Bachelorette season 15. My bachelorette was Hannah Brown. That was a while ago. It was 2019. I've done a lot since then. I was in the Air Force, you know, a military veteran. I mentor a Big Brother's Big Sisters. I wrote a book called Making the Love You You Want. And I just completed a TED Talk, which will be out probably in June. Oh, I love that! I love that! I can't wait to listen to that. Uh, um, definitely so, and I have a podcast as well, uh, talking it out with Bachelor Nation. I love it! I love it! This is a, this is awesome.
1: I I, w- I want to go into the topic, which I think would be interesting. Like, how did how did you start building your personal brand? Not only like before the Bachelorette, and then now like after. Like, how have you capitalized on things, and how are you building it? And then we can go into more
0: about. Uh, your book and stuff like that. (laughs) No, definitely, man. So first and foremost, I think that it's an excuse nowadays to be like, well, I don't know what to do. That's to me is just a straight excuse, right? Because we have so many awesome people like yourself, you know, I've been, I think I was following you before you were following me, right? Like every single one of your posts. And so you're someone that I've seeked out uh, because I want to build a personal brand, right? And so I'm trying to seek out individuals that I, I like what they do. And so I would say that was the first step that I did, and I don't even think I personally have built a personal brand just yet. I think thus far has just been my personality of just literally who I am. Like I'm just a positive, fun-loving, tell you how it is type of guy. But for what I'm doing to build my personal brand, my book, you know, my TED talk uh, and the things that I speak about now have all been things that go towards that. and. For people listening, like, oh, well, you're on TV, bro. It's easy. No, the hell it wasn't. My my book was self-published. You know, I put that out my myself, meaning that nobody gave me a penny. I actually had to spend money for my paper printing and my TED talk. That shit is not easy whatsoever. So I'm trying to build uh, credibility outside of going on TV. You talked about like your fun, loving
1: attitude, but like, how did, how did that come about? Like, how did you build that self-love
0: and that self-confidence in yourself to be able to do that? Now my homeboy asks me all the time. <laughs> to me, man, it's like, it's like Legos, right? It's like building blocks. So a person could, you know, some people start off, let's say we're five years old, we're going into kindergarten. Some people start off more confident in other kids, right? But it's something that is a learned trait. And what I mean by that is I go back to the example of Lego. So, you know, in order to get good at anything, you have to do it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. So I use the example, if I want to holler at somebody, I like, I like this person. I'm not going to be confident whatsoever at first. I'm probably going to suck and probably, you know, just get trampled over. But if I never do it, I will never get better at it. And so for me, the way that I, I gained confidence was... Merely trying and trying and trying X, Y, Z over and over again. Like the career field that I'm in now, I'm not the most confident person within it because that's new to me. I feel like I have imposter syndrome, right? But within the self-love aspect, the way I grew that, I trust myself. I trust myself more than anybody. And what I mean by that is, so I have asthma, right? I just came back from Ohio, like, as you know, like 15 minutes ago, right? I have really bad asthma. And a part of self-love for me is trust. And so I make sure I put my inhaler in my backpack. I don't care how busy I am, I could forget it. Like I literally, matter of fact, going to Ohio, leaving Mexico, going to Ohio, I needed to take my inhaler. And I looked at my bag, and it was there. Those little things build self-love, right? Self-love literally starts within self, right? And so therefore, if I'm trying to build a personal brand I don't need to go out to the club every single night. Sometimes I need to study and work on my craft, right? That builds self-love. That builds trust within you. And like, I always say that uh, confidence equals competence or, or competence equals confidence. You got to say the competence first. Once I've built the competence within a said subject, I now have confidence within said subject, right? And just over time, it comes. And just being very honest and open and vulnerable and courageous. I like, we don't use the word courageous enough. I think that you have to be courageous and speak out about how you feel in order to love yourself as well.
1: I love that analogy about the inhaler because for example, like I had like anxiety growing up and like I used to like carry like anxiety pills in my, like in my pocket, just To know that I like if I ever needed it, I I will not like and I never got like a panic attack when I had it on me. It was like kind of like just knowing that it was on me. It's kind of like what you're saying is just like you need to equip yourself with the tools when you're doing something to have that self-confidence and self-love. And that and doing taking those steps is self-love because if you're not doing that, it kind of screws you over. No, I love that, man. I, I really do. Thank you. Thank
0: you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really said that in the show, but it, it just gives me, you gave me like the, what you said resonated with me because I, I used to do that all the time. Like even when I go to concerts or I go to anything, I used to just bring it just so I knew like, okay, if I ever needed to get out of this situation, I have like a get out of free.
0: Jail-free card. <laughs> no, it's real, man. And that, if you, thankfully you never needed it, but like, if you did need it, you're like, fuck yeah, I got it. Right? Mm-hmm. You, got your, you got your, you know, people say, I got your back. You have to have your own back first before <laughs> anybody else. Right? And so for you to have your anxiety pills, you had your back, you know, which is like, it just gives you that much more like, yeah, I got it. You know, it gives you that feeling of I, I'm i doing something. Right. And it's even though it's minuscule and really small to other people, to outsiders, we may think it's small ourselves. But again, that's what the building, the Lego blocks are, right? That's one on top of the next.
1: Detaching yourself from The Bachelor, like how did you even get into that, like being in that? And then like, how did you like after being that, what was your thoughts? Like, what am I going to do next? What, what? Because a lot of people can go a million different directions. I've seen some people start companies. I've seen some people do some cool stuff, and then some people don't even capitalize on it and just, if you never forget about them. You never hear their name again.
0: No, that's real, man. They say, uh, what is it? When hard, the, the formula to, in order to get luck is when hard work meets opportunity, right? So I work my ass off, but then I had a freaking awesome opportunity to go on a show. And now everything I do is called luck. Right. And that's just kind of how they say it goes like Michael Jordan or LeBron James may not be the best basketball player ever because there might be somebody on the street that didn't get that opportunity to be in front of somebody. Right. And so that's, you know, people talk about luck, you know, haters. I really don't give a damn because I'm like, okay, I still had to work hard in order to get it right. So like you working your ass off. Someday somebody might be like, look, this is the opportunity I want to give you. right? Uh, so that's what I say about that. But on the show, how did I get on the show? Is that what you asked? How did I get on the show? Yeah, it just it's just interesting to see
1: like what what sparked that. And then I mean, obviously, I believe in what you said about you create your own luck because I feel like you gotta show your personality to the public, like who you are as a person. And that created opportunities for you, not only because if you had a dull personality or were like an asshole or something like that, you would have been screwed. Like, yeah. but you 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 created your own opportunity by going on and being confident and showing that everybody loved you around you and stuff like that. I think that's helped you. But I'm just interested in like how did that even come about, and then
0: what happened after? Like, what? Yeah. Yes. So it all started with I came to my homeboy and I was talking to him, and I was I threw my phone. And he was like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, bro, like, this is literally what I said. I was like, I'm tired of just, you know, these everyday girls. Like, I want a relationship. I was super serious with him as well. And he started laughing. He was laughing his ass off at me. He's like, what guy says that that's not around girls? Like, why would you say that? I'm like, because it's real, man. Like, you know, I really want that. I'm sorry. And uh, he sent me a Facebook. I don't even go on Facebook no more. That's the crazy part. He sent me a Facebook casting call for the show. And literally, I remember saying, I was like, huh, I'm off work Thursday. (laughs) And that was it. I was off work that day. I remember going to the casting call. It was at the aquarium in Houston. I knew it was going to be a good day because there was this guy in his. I have DV plates, disabled veteran plates, and I parked in the handicapped spot. And there was this dude in the minivan. He said, hey, do you need that spot? I said, no. I let him take it. And uh, his son pulled out and his son was in a wheelchair, right? And me and him became cool. And I knew it was going to be a good day just because I did a good deed. <laughs> I was like, you know, give you know, give back into society. Society gives back to you, right? And me and him became friends or whatever. He's cool people. And literally, bro, I was just myself, like, at the casting call. I brought a book with me because I'm a, kind of a nerd. I read a lot. It was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That was the book. And I was just me. And then from there, it was a bunch of interviews in Dallas, in LA, I had to record like a video of me answering a bunch of questions. That's so it's so interesting
1: because like how things happen. I mean, also like all that stuff like are random moments that could have never happened that led you up to that spot. Exactly, man. Exactly. Like you could have right. not. It's not like you were like sitting on your phone like waiting for the next like call, like yeah, someone. Not,
0: to, not at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it was like, you saw it, you are like, okay, let me just hop on
0: this opportunity. I don't know what it's going to be, but they called me. I actually hung up on them. That's so funny. It's, fu- it's funny. You say that, you know, I'm waiting for a call. I actually was like, "Who the hell is this guy?"
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that's a great story. I mean, for even like for me, two years ago, I started building like a personal brand on LinkedIn and I wanted to prove that you could be like, just this average, like marketer and get opportunity from it and nothing happened for like the first, I mean, you start, I started seeing small little benefits, which people who are on social media don't understand until you're on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a year or so, you should people, I got into rooms that I didn't even think I would get into because I just put myself out there every single day and hoped that I would, get seen i actually didn't even hope i was going to get seen my whole goal was to help someone in my position who is to understand marketing easier like i came out of college and was like i didn't know marketing so let me just share what i think is an easy way to describe marketing to people who don't understand marketing because there's not enough of that do you understand how your technology stack comes together or have you spent hours on end trying to get a full picture of how your organization uses marketing tools? Well, consider checking out TechSack Builder at Magaw.io. In a few moments, it can take your corporate domain and detect all your tools and help you create a visual data flow in just minutes. Check it out today at Magaw.io,
0: which is mcgaw.io. Bro, I think you hit the head on the nail right there, man. You said you just simply wanted to put yourself out there. That's step one in any career field. Just put yourself out there. Like I was just watching a uh, genius, the Kanye West documentary part two mm-hmm. on, the, on the plane, and there's this one scene where Jay Z was like, "Closed mouths don't get fed. If you weren't, if you didn't speak up, you would have never been on this track. We may never have heard of Kanye West if he didn't speak up." and was like, yo, put me on the track, right? You just, that's it. I love that you said that, Daniel. Like, you just have to put yourself out there. You have to. Yeah, I mean,
1: you did that with your first, your um, The Bachelorette, and now you're doing that with your book and your podcast and your TED Talk. But I think it, all those things that you said are uncomfortable things that you probably like went into it and was like, I'm super uncomfortable doing this.
0: bro." Hell, yeah, especially that TED Talk. <laughs> 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 and my book. Yeah, and my book. There are things in my book that I had never told my parents, like, until maybe two weeks before the book even came out. So those are really uncomfortable conversations. But I find that someone said it, so I'm not, like, smart enough to be able to say it was mine. But some smart persons had said, I live for the moments that, you know, make my stomach like, tingle. Like, I get bubbles in my stomach, right? And in those moments, that's when we get the most growth. Like, when I was saying, man, do I really want to say this in my book? Like, when I was writing my book, I was like, do I really want to talk about this, right? This vulnerable situation? That is the shit that resonates with people. That's the stuff that says, oh, wow, I'm not the only person that has dealt with something like this. You got to put yourself out there. That's the only way. What you just said is, like, hits a nail on the head, too, because... I think that's why
1: musicians are like the most one of some of the most like popular people because they're just put. Most people are just either they're singing feelings that someone wrote down or they're sharing their true feelings that are are very relatable. And but your experience is not. There are probably hundreds and thousands of people going through the same thing in that moment. Not maybe the same way you went through it, but the same type of experience they could be like oh someone else is like me out there i relate to this person and that's like the best thing about building i think what you just said like your brand and stuff like that because the only way to connect with people is through is through mm-hmm. creating an emotion with that person so Perfect. and the only way and to create a deeper emotion with someone you have to have a deeper feeling that you bring out so most of the time, it's when you share something vulnerable, you share something that is hard or you share something that you might be uncomfortable saying, but it will help someone else and
0: let down the road. Exactly. So, exactly. You can help somebody else, bro. If you could do that shit genuinely, like actually for the purpose, like you said earlier, you just wanted to help someone else know like, hey, you could do marketing. You know, if you do that with the sole intent of trying to give and to help someone else, that feeling is reciprocated, you know, and therefore good will come upon you. There's something that you said that reminded me of this one line of my TED Talk where I say, it may look different for you than it did for me, but the feeling is the same. And then I say what the feeling is, right? And that's that's just the truth, man. Like, I, I, I never had anxiety pills per se, but I've dealt with, having medication in other areas you know so it may look different for you than a different meal for me but the feeling is the same and when someone now sees you they're like man daniel has a podcast daniel's on this you know i'm liking all your posts like seriously you know that to be true right I got like a million of them saved you're resonating with me but people don't know like the story that you just told right you had to put yourself out there
1: yeah and i think what you're saying right there too is like the brilliant thing about putting out there in public is, if I didn't put myself out there, or you didn't put yourself out there, and the experience like we probably would have never connected because, and you probably wouldn't have connected with multiple people in your life because that's the brilliant thing about social media. That's why I love Twitter. That's why I love LinkedIn. Is you can meet people of all walks of life, from being a, an early a student in college to someone who. Is a multi million dollar CEO running a Fortune 500 company. It's just your words are what resonates with that one person in that time. And I've, this happens to me all the time when I see the people I follow is curated. So I I know that, like, okay, I love, I resonate with this person. I I love what they're saying on a daily basis. I'm coming back to seeing what they're doing. But if there's so many people out there that have, such a strong voice that they could share that are what are just uncomfortable to share it but there's so many great relationships that they're missing out on and great opportunities that they are missing out on because they just don't want to
0: take that one first step which is yeah. well the first step is the hardest so i got to give them yeah. credit for it you know yeah. it's hard right but yeah the rewards even if you don't like accomplish your goal because not everyone will right in the terms of what we're talking about but like it helps in so many different facets of your life. You can give back to someone else that's watching you. Like I'm literally, Daniel, I want to know all the things that got you to this point, right? Because I'm working on, you know, trying to be the biggest in my field. And so, like you said, if you didn't step up and speak up and just take a faith, you know, on yourself, we wouldn't be here today.
1: Yeah, I'm also interested in like, what is interesting to me is, in your experience of being on like TV and stuff like that, what are some of like relationships that you built that has helped you get, get to where you are? Like, what are some connections that you've built along the way, whether it's someone you met in the show or someone that was on the show or someone that reached out to you from the show? What are some things that you've built along the way from that?
0: Yeah. So one of the things is perspective, right? I think that's one of the dopest things that we can learn from people, even if they aren't in our lives no more. Is that we we have the ability to, if you have a conversation with someone, even this, I know we're going to speak more. We both live in Austin when I'm at Mexico. And so we're going to speak more. But right, this, this one conversation, I gain a new perspective. I could take that with me and run with it. Right. And so I would say on The Bachelorette, that my season that I was on, all the people I know from that, whoosh, so different. We We have vastly different personalities and I've done business deals with some of them. Right. I'm doing speaking engagements with some of them. And so that nepotism was really awesome. But I would say one of the biggest things that one of the biggest connections that I've gotten. Was when I self-published my book. And I just met some awesome people that instilled more confidence in me to a bunch of Canadian women (laughs) that instilled more confidence in me to. Just step out and speak honestly. Right. Because that's what people that's like you said earlier, that's what we gravitate towards. And anything in marketing, you want to evoke emotion out of the end user. And so they helped me to realize that.
1: I love that. I love that. And it's so funny because like a lot of these things you you probably didn't learn like in school and stuff like that. You just learned by doing it. You learned by exactly.
0: writing probably a book.
1: Ever. You ri- learned by just putting yourself out there and doing stuff. Because at the end of the day, I could safely say, and I know I get some knockback on this, but I do think college is good for some people and some people can learn from going to college. But I do say, think that most people don't learn marketing the way or like personal branding or networking The way they do if they actually go and put themselves out there and do it i just think it just think marketing moves so fast and the thing that people don't teach is this like personal relationship the connecting with humans they teach about all these brilliant ad campaigns and stuff that would run but they don't at the root of everything is is what you're doing like we're doing right now if you could do this at scale like you connect with someone at scale that's the key to great marketing is just connecting
0: at scale with I I agree with that, man. One of the dudes that I follow, uh, his name is Alex Ramosi. He's pretty dope. He says, I love him because he's just so straightforward. And you can tell when someone is so straightforward because they've done it. They know like the back of their hand, right? They just like you at marketing, they just, they know it. Right. And that's why I love the guy, but he's like, look, if you want to be great in marketing, when it comes to like our or networking, not marketing per se, but networking, he was like, "All you have to do is be a connector." Like, so Daniel, I'm gonna ask you, like, "How can I help you?" Right, and you're like, "Okay, Mike, maybe I want to talk to someone else from The Bachelor." I'm like, "All right, cool. I got a few homies that I can help you with." Right, and then, you know, uh, you might ask me, "What can I do to help you?" That's literally all networking is. You know, just trying to be. You want to be the giver to people. Like, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? Because then you have a bunch of friends at this point. (laughs) You know, they just want to, like, damn, what can I give Daniel? Like, I I owe the guy something, right? Okay, Daniel, I need, can you help me with this? Can you help me talk to this person? That's literally all it is. And today's day and age, it's even easier. The people that I follow on social, outside of the Bachelor Nation people that I follow, just because they're a bunch of Bachelor Nation people, are, like, people that I really, like, a lot in what they talk about and what they do you being one of them I think that today day and age is so much easier because the knowledge is there but what's not there is the action we have to do the action you know we'll always have to do the action the action is all we have to do in 2022 is do action fuck up follow your face reassess and just keep going just keep uh, going,
1: literally. Just keep. I, going. I, I love. I also love the point that you made because I know someone very well who, he's the ultimate networker, and the way he networks is just by he'll help people, and yeah. and then eventually that they'll come back and. He knows eventually. He he doesn't do it intentionally, but he knows eventually. Like if he just
0: gives, someone will give. Like something it's just good human will happen. Nature. Yeah, it's, it's literally human nature. Like just, it sounds so cliche. I almost hate saying it, but just just work on your hustle and be kind and help people out as much as you can. Even if ninety nine of those people say f you, like that one person, like yo. Daniel, I know, I know you just did a podcast Mike. I love The Bachelor. I hate him personally, but I love The Bachelor. Like, How did you get in contact with him? I want to talk to him. Right? And maybe you didn't get nothing out of that in particular, but then they tell me, how did we get in contact? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Daniel, I got to go hit the homie up right quick. Hmm. You know, and that that's just how it works. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I love that point because now that I think about it, every great relationship I built was – especially like in the business sense of like our become our people who became good friends just because we just he'll, they'll help me with something I need and then I'll help them with something they need. And it just became that over and over to the point where now we're just like super close homies that always have each other's back. A lot of them, but it's, it came from us just giving like, Hey, do you want to come? That's why, I mean, I started a podcast because i i really wanted to just to get uh, the people marketers voices out there really to help other marketers also for me to learn obviously but for other marketers to have a chance and a voice and opportunities to other mark and not only cmos like i don't really i feel like cmos are not the executors on the ground all the time there are some cmos like that and i'll reach out to those people and talk to them but I want people on the ground who can share different perspectives, share different tactics, share things that someone will be, be like, aha, that's a cool idea that I never thought about. But it, it comes from people who are hustling and doing it day in, day out. Um, obviously, I respect the experience of people, the, the CMOs, the leaders out there. But I think the people on the ground can tell you how to do it today, which they can tell you how it's going, but they couldn't tell you tactically how X, Y,
0: and Z connects to each other. Completely agree with you. I got a question for you, man. How do you feel about Kanye West's marketing tactics? I think, I mean, this is
1: this is my point about the I think you have to stand for something to brand for something. So in my point of view is like he might go too far, but but the thing with him is that he will have a, a lot of raving fans because he's standing for one thing, but he also have a lot of haters. But the raving fans are the only ones he really cares about. He's he's cultivating the raving fans. But the people the brands out there or the people out there that take a strong stand that's very opposite to someone on the other side are usually the ones that will get raving fans in that area. And they're honestly like you Anything, especially like competitive brands, you can. you If you're really someone who's well established, you kind of you can't really. It's not that smart to do what Kanye West is doing, but he did it from the, the early on and created a brand out of it. And now he's he's not going to stop because that's his authentic self. He's not going to. And I think what he's doing is authentic to him. I think he's not trying to do something out of the ordinary. I think he's just being himself, and and that's resonating with his fans like i know a lot of people who are super fans of him and i know some of people a lot of people that say that guy's talks like don't follow him but that's everything in life though like if you want to create something you get you if you really want to create something special you have to take a stand for something i mean that's i hate to say it, but politics is like that too you just like people are they're taking a stand for something that people believe in and They're going to alienate the people who don't believe in that, but then they're going to have as much people who believe in that start following them. And you only need a few raving fans
0: to like create something special. Very true. That's a, you said a gem that I want people to like really resonate with and pay attention to, which is if you stand for something, you will get haters period period. Because the beautiful thing about life is free will. And so someone will hate Whatever it is that you said, you could say, I love the fact that we have internet in this day and age. And so we'll hate that, right? Which is absurd to say with somebody who will, right? And I feel that. But here's the, here's my thing, though, because, like, I believe that full-heartedly. But then I think about someone like The Rock, who is massively successful in terms of fame, right? Normally, he 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 just does his thing and stays in the middle. He's like, you know, middle ground individual. As of late, he's been more speaking his mind. How do you think someone like that has gotten so famous? Because I think he,
1: his personality got him famous. Like, his, I think... His charisma? He's charisma, he's... And also, I think he he's just a likable guy i think that people follow people that they like and that's another strategy to go about it too i also think that he hustles like look at all the things oh yeah he hustles ass. <laughs> yeah he hustles like he's he's and i think he's one of those guys who are like let me let me walk the walk instead of talk the talk and i think some people are are both like, I will talk the talk and walk the walk, but he doesn't need to like, he he's like, I have enough, I have enough confidence in myself that I can do everything. So I think I bet you at the beginning of his career, he did something that was like, crazy that made him stand out and then I mean he was on WWE so I mean he did something that was like not and now he's not even known for that
0: really that's, I want I want that to be when people talk about me like oh he was on the Bachelorette but he's <laughs> not even known for that yeah. I, mean, I want that so bad
1: <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's, I, and I think it will happen but I think I think the Bachelorette is part of your personality so it's not like something that it's okay that someone associates part of you as that because that was part of your journey but i don't think they should everything to that about about you because then like you said earlier in the podcast people are probably saying he only got famous because of this or he only got followers because of this and partly some of your followers could have been that but it doesn't mean like you could have gone down another path and that could have happened as well like it's just inherent in someone's life where but like you said earlier A lot of life, which is sad to say, a lot of people get wealthy. A lot of people who do things are, they hustled and like timing met opportunity, but if they didn't do the things that got them to that spot and the timing didn't hit right. Like, for example, the people who made millions and betting on the market, like they just, it was just timing, like, or someone who, whose business exploded the right time, like like Google could have started ten years later and failed, like or right. 10 years earlier and
0: failed. Or Apple could have started one month earlier and failed. A perfect uh. example of that when it comes to businesses is Skype mm-hmm. versus Zoom. Mm-hmm. Skype and Zoom are pretty much the same damn thing. When Skype started way too early. We weren't ready for it yet. Zoom started and then COVID happens. Mm-hmm. That was like perfect timing, right? Skype has been out forever. It's literally. Probably at least fifteen years,
1: and yeah, I mean, they. It's also like strategy, right? Cause Skype was a very consumer type product instead of a business type yeah, product. A business product. So, mm-hmm. so some people, people used to say some of the best. I forget who told me this, but some of the best like consumer products became end up being like the best like business products. Like for example, like AIM used to be huge back in the day as a consumer product. And now we have Slack. Skype used to be big. Now we have Zoom. All these consumer tools that used to be like... Also like LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn just got big as a social network, but it started in the consumer route. And now it's more businessy. Like all these tools that started, a lot of the most famous tools were strong consumer products that turned into a strong business product too, which is funny. Like even like AWS, like the cloud storage, like Mm -hmm. the reason why they became business was luck. They basically had extra storage because they would keep it for Black Friday. And they're like, oh, during not Black Friday, nobody's using these extra servers. So why don't we just like rent it out to businesses to use? And then now it's a huge business around the world, but it started off because they had one problem. They just like try to be scrappy and solve another problem with it. So it's crazy. Like a lot of products is, is timing it's when something hits the market. And it's also like just trying something new, which a lot of people don't do. It's just try, try it. If it fails, it fails. But like, if you didn't try for me, if I didn't try on LinkedIn, I probably wouldn't be where I am to, had today. Um, If I did, if you didn't try, go to that first audition, you probably could have been in a different route, but you probably wouldn't be in the exact same spot as you today. So it's all taking that first risk or a risk, but there's also not to say there's a lot of failures that happened before. And like I tried a bunch of social media stuff and I failed and I didn't get any traction. And I realized later what was that, but all that, experience I had led me to the point where I am today. If I didn't have that experience, I probably couldn't execute it as good as I did
0: today. Exactly. I write down a lot of my failures, too. Just it's like fuel to the fire to me almost, man. like I'm like, I failed at this. I failed at that. I failed at that, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I like that you said that for people to know. And then I want to add to that. Like I think sometimes you got to learn how to pivot, right? You may start off with a consumer product. But then realize that, yo, this is such a great thing for businesses, right? Or people want this for a business. The biggest example I can think of, of a company that absolutely failed when it came to pivoting is Blockbuster. Hmm. Blockbuster versus Netflix. Like, <laughs> So embarrassing how they just completely fumbled the bag on that one. It was like you had such, a, they had the opportunity to even buy Netflix too. Yeah. You know yeah. They just completely fumble that. You know, sometimes I think that, like for me, for example, I like using myself because, you know, no one can get mad from, they don't think I'm talking shit about them, I'm talking shit about myself. I can be trying to be the best in this one area, but I continue to fail at this. And someone is like, hey, Dan, you might be like, hey, Mike, have you thought about this? And you just have to know sometimes when to change up some things and, and look at the environment, read the room. You know, that's the saying that we always say now. Read the room. I think it's so big that we, you don't want to get too caught up on, like, what you're doing that you can miss out on an opportunity. There's a difference between being an entrepreneur and being an artist.
1: Yeah, I also think, like, what you just said, if you take a, like, I think the Blockbuster example, I just think of, like, Nick Saban when he was when they lost to Texas A&M and they went into the Georgia game and they were underdogs and they were, he was saying like, the rat poison you fed us was the good type of rat poison because the, like the, the the first, always they get fed like rat, rat poison that, oh, they're the best team and it gets into people's head and that's what happened with Blockbuster. It's like, what I talked about before is like, you have to keep on thinking of yourself as like a challenger brand. If you become like the best in the category, then you stop taking the risks that you used uh-huh. to take They got you to a place where you are today. Sometimes you have to limit the risk, obviously, because you're a little bigger. But Blockbuster easily could have just tested. They had enough capital to test that other. But they just didn't. They had too much confidence in themselves that they're so big. And this is not the the next wave of things. But they easily could have done, copied a little bit of what Netflix did. And for me, I think that life is all about like calculated risks that you want to take. And like, if you, even the people who get the biggest reward, I, I know this is cliche to say, but people who do get the really biggest reward have taken the risk, but it also, the one point that I like making is like, it is consistency. If you don't, if you don't put in the steps to do things, like if you don't everything in life, I just had this talk with someone the other day, everything in life boils down to like doing something above average and doing it consistently. Um, it's awesome. Like think about the stock market. If you're in the if you're in something that performs above average for a consistent amount of time, you're going to make money. If you're an athlete, if you train a bit more the right way, more than other people and you're consistent about it, sometimes it has a, has a little bit of time, but you'll be better than, someone who is the same talent level as you because you put in extra work in social media, it's the same way too. If you put out B plus content, you don't even need to put A plus, but it's above average and the rest and you're consistent about it. You outperform people in the long run because it's compounding. It's those little things that people don't see over time that get there. And everybody wants that big win tomorrow today, but it's, Not many people are willing to do the little, the small little steps that have no reward for a long period of time when people aren't even watching you.
0: One of my favorite quotes about what you just said right there, there's a rapper named Big Sean and Christian Ronaldo. They both said the same thing, which is, uh, it took me 10 years to become overnight success. That's the game right there. That's what people don't see. We don't see Christian Ronaldo running up and down the soccer field when he was seven years old you know it takes the time to become an overnight success The things that people do um for you right all the things that you've done for us to be here to talk right now for me to be able to talk with you right for both of us to be sitting here it's the things that we did behind the closed doors but people are like man how did mike get to talk to daniel how did daniel get to talk to mike right it's the things that you don't see
1: yeah i mean that's that's a great point and i just remember what i was talking about like why Netflix and people want like a lot of the time it's things, someone who consumes something that's hyper specialized in their field. Like for example, the founder of Netflix, he used to work in a a video store and watch movies all day. And he knew what good content was in the back room. He just knew what good content was because he just used to watch all different types of movies. And if he didn't do that, he probably wouldn't, have known how to create netflix how he how did before it was it was him consuming hyper niche content like i wouldn't be as good as a content creator online if i didn't consume enough like marketing mm-hmm. content like i wouldn't be oh, that sure. good i couldn't go and talk about a random topic i couldn't i always tell people if i Whereas to create an audience about something different that's not marketing, or something that I'm passionate about, I probably would fail because it take you have to, you have to love marketing or the topic you're talking about so much that even on the bad days where it doesn't perform or something, it's okay to
0: you because you just love the topic that much. Yes, huh? yes, yes. You have to love what you do. You exactly. I always think uh, about sports athletes. Like, bro, these, we just had the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to have you tackle me, right? Like, I got to love to play that damn sport. I'm not trying to get hurt and take these, you know, ibuprofen pills and go work out, eat right, you know, go travel all the time always on a plane. That's just not glamorous. You have to love what you do, you know, and, and be consistent with it. It's like you said earlier, the compound, that it's compounding. I just want people to realize it's compounding. What we do is compounding. And what you just said about the,
1: like, athlete, like, I could resonate with that because I played college football and I didn't – I towards the end of the career, I stopped liking it as much as my beginning of the career when I started playing football in high school and stuff like that. And I knew I couldn't be better than everybody else because I just didn't have the desire to put in that right. effort every single day and had That's the correct. desire to get – to put my body on the line for something that I didn't love. like. Correct. If you do love it, it's easy to do that. If you don't love it, it's hard to put yourself on the line and go wake up at six AM and go work out. And it's easy to do that if you I it's it's not easy, but it's you at least have like you at least will see the, the end light of like what you're trying to achieve. But if you don't have any love of like at least ninety percent of the time love it, then you, you you're not doing it,
0: right? It's, this is what I tell myself. I haven't said this to anyone publicly, so I'll probably make it sound stupid, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying because you're an athlete. I want to do something that when I reach whatever I determine success is, I cry. Right? Think about Odell Beckham Jr., the Rams. They just won their first Super Bowl, right? You see Odell Beckham Jr. crying after all those injuries that he's had, after all the people talk crap, after, you know, switching teams multiple times. Like, I i never in life when it comes to work i don't want to do nothing that's not going to make me have emotion when i reach what i desire Mm -hmm. within that field and so like for you i would assume you want to be just absolutely amazing at marketing and help as many people as possible in marketing and imagine in one day you have 33 people say Daniel, oh my, they come up to you in person. Oh my God, because of you, I got this. Because of you, I got this. That's going to make you feel some type of emotional charge, right? If you don't love something enough that it would make you feel that, I don't think it's the right thing for you. Yeah, and I also think like
1: one thing you also said, I think you have to be able to love that journey to get there too. I think that a lot of people focus on that end prize where you're going to like, oh, Beckham's gonna cry at the Super Bowl. But I think, like, he loved the games so and loved winning so much, and loved winning in football so much that, like, him spending getting injured and spending time doing things and didn't really matter to him because he had just, just had so much desire to do it. But he loved, he loved the the days where he can, he loves the days when he when people didn't see what he was doing behind closed doors, and that's what that passion to, even if that passion was to win a super bowl i think if he didn't put in the extra work and loved at least 90 percent of what he was doing i think he wouldn't have been as successful as he is i think like you're gonna hate 10 percent of everything you do maybe oh, even sure. more like for sure <laughs> like that's why i don't get when people say oh i have to love every day of my job no if you love your job if you love your job 80 to 90% of the time, you're doing something better than most people. If you hate your job every single day, that's the time to get out. But if, if five out of, or six out of seven days you wake up and you're just like, oh my goodness, I love what I'm doing. Then, and one day's bad,
0: like, okay, cool. Or even two days bad. At least like those other five days, you're like, oh, I love what I'm doing. No, I like that you said. It makes me think of this one quote, Muhammad Ali, he said, I hated every single day of training. But I love living the rest of my life as a champion. That was like his thing. What he loved more than anything. He just wanted to die a champion. This dude, I don't even know how long he's been dead, right? No, no, obviously no offense. I don't know how long he's been dead, but we're still speaking about the dude, right? That's what he cared about. You know, that's what his desire was. And So whatever that person, whatever one's desire is, has to outweigh the hate. I think that's what we're both trying to say
1: yeah and i i love what you just said too like i think you have to have that end goal like in strive for it i think his end goal was to be a champion and he wasn't going to stop till he was a cha- was a champion odell probably too he wasn't going to stop until he was a champion like that he was in he wanted to be the known as the best at that sport or the best and even if he hated the workout he at least had like a mantra and he said, like, I want to be, I don't know if this is true, but I want to be the best or I want to be the champion. I want to be that Super Bowl champion. Like, mm-hmm. and that fueled every day where he wasn't happy and going to bed or like happy about going to practice or happy going to working out. It was that one mantra in his head that said, I want to be the best. And you have, people have to find some, Motivating desire, where like it's to save something or help someone or be the best that they could be or something like that. I think they have to have that; otherwise, it's hard to get up every day and say, "Oh, like this is like this is fun, but it's not." So, like, what is your end goal with it? I think it's hard to succeed if you don't have strive for something bigger than you 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 even think you can do. Like today, I, I always think back like when I started I you probably did too but I like I always think back when I started like posting on social media and I think to myself like I didn't expect to be here two years for like two years later and it's just crazy to me I was like why didn't I think bigger like two years ago yeah. like why didn't I think bigger like I, I really didn't think of myself that highly that I didn't think of, that I could be bigger than I am right now not saying I'm that big but I'm just saying like in my mind, I'm, I'm more ahead than I thought that I would be. And that's like, that's part of what you were saying. Like in self-love is like, you have to have like, you have to have the confidence to say like, I will be the best, even if you're not the best right now and have like, and think of yourself higher than you do today.
0: Oh, for sure. People always say fake it till you make it. I say, no, I'm gonna faith it till I make it. I have faith in myself that I'm gonna make it. So I'm gonna faith it until I make it. And I think that if you, Put your head down. And like like you said, just work in your field every single day, you know, regurgitating knowledge within marketing for you. It's literally going to happen. It's compounded. You know, you have the you, you teach yourself the knowledge, right? I always say competence. You teaching yourself the competence. It will equal the confidence and the competence with the confidence over a compounded time. The shit is you're bound to make it. Like yep it, 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 it I, is, that is what it is, yeah and I think what you said, like you
1: wouldn't be able to have had that tad talk talk or been able to go on a show or be able if you didn't have the ability that that confidence that you built up from years before to get to that that spot. I think like a lot of people think it's even like... That first post, but it's actually like all the little things you did before that first thing you you start doing. It's it's your everyday actions that you've, you 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 put forward to try and make yourself better. That's compounded to that day that you try something. Uh, definitely so, man. Definitely so. I lo- I, lo- I love
0: it. Love this talk, man.
1: I want to give you some time to, t- to talk about what you're doing right now and where people could find you. Cause I know we're coming up on the hour.
0: What I'm doing right now, I'm trying, well, I'm going to be the biggest media personality within sexology in the entire Western hemisphere. And that's like you talked about earlier. You should have thought higher. I think of like my, my aspirations for myself are at the highest. Right. And so I live in Mexico right now to learn Spanish I'm trying to take strides in that area. I just did a TED talk, which is the correlation between mental health and sexual health. And so I'm I'm doing the strides in order to make that goal happen. I got two books here that, you know, trying to get the competence in order to get the confidence to speak and not feel like I have imposter syndrome. And I, I watch, follow people like you, man, in order to know how to market myself properly. Uh, but where people can find me is just, I would say, on IG, Mike underscore Johnson. And then on TikTok, the same. Mike underscore Johnson as well. And, you know, stay tuned. There's a lot more stuff to come.
1: I love it. I love that you just did that, too, because I think putting things out there into the universe. is Oh, key. I do that.
0: Yes, bro. People think that is stupid. I was like, no, it's not. You got to put it in the universe. The universe listens. If you put in the work behind it, the universe will hear you out. I, I love that you just said that because also, there's. did you see that
1: Twitter campaign where they were a bunch of yes. people who tweeted yes. their, their like desires out and then they showed it like five years later that yes. they achieved it or
0: like 10 years later that they achieved that goal yes mm-hmm. it's real bro like it's real I, I saw I remember the one it was something I saw Megan the Stallion she said something and you know she's living it right that stuff is so awesome to me man because like I think so many of us get caught up in the fact that we think that these people are not humans like we think you, there's like a certain level of success that you reach that you're like, oh my God, this person, how do they do this? The same effing way that you are going to do it if you really put it in the work.
1: Yeah. And I also always say to people, it's like, your heroes are just normal people. Like yeah. they, they are, are just trying to figure things out every single day. Like I, some of the people that I've met in marketing have been some people i followed for a while and I, I've looked up to them for a while And when I met them and became like friendly with them, I'm just like, these dudes are just regular people just hustling. Like it's nothing different than just who I thought. I, I thought of them and put them on a pedestal, which I still think of them highly. But I my thoughts of them is just like, these are just normal people. And if you just realize that anybody can achieve anything they want, if they if they have put, like you said, they have the competence and they have the skill and they have the hard work and you can't just become like the next Shaq if you don't have the height, obviously, but yeah,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. For sure. That's all we got to talk about pivoting. Yeah, you know? Sometimes yeah. you just got to pivot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I was uh, play basketball in high school. I realized I couldn't put, I, I could play college basketball, but not at the level I wanted to do. So I was like, Oh, let me play football because my height's good for football. I it's a fun sport. I could go to college like this. I could play at a higher level. I'm tall enough, so I didn't. I even though basketball was my like love. Football was like the the choice that could get me to the next stage in my life. So sometimes you have, like you said, you have to pivot. Like you can't just go with what you love because you you if you're not a good singer, you're not going to be the next like
0: yeah. You're not Ariana Grande. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. well this has been great thank you No, thank you I, I like I said I look up to you I'll follow you and I I just love everything you that you put out
1: you too I mean we have somebody you like the things I put out I like I envy your energy your 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 outgoingness like I wish I could have that too so it's it's I follow people like that like that have that type of energy who could put it out in the universe so I think that it's awesome like that's what's cool about relationship they they're like people can offer different
0: things to different people which is awesome uh, definitely so well i can't wait to move back to austin we're definitely linked up man cool sounds good awesome man. you have a great one Bye.